football and cricket in the garden and amy would want to join in dad dad give me the ball i'd prod it towards her then she'd pick it up and throw it over the fence amy loved dancing and as most dads did with their young daughters i'd hold her hands and balance her feet on mine we'd sway like that around the room but amy liked it best when i twirled her round and round enjoying the feeling of disorientation it gave her She became fearless physically, climbing higher than I liked, or rolling over the bars of a climbing frame in the park. She also liked playing at home. She loved her Cabbage Patch dolls, and we had to send off the adoption certificates the dolls came with to keep her happy. If Alex wanted to torment her, he'd tie the dolls up. When I did come home early, I read to the children, always Enid Blyton's noddy books, Amy and Alex were noddy experts. Amy loved the noddy quiz. She would say, Daddy, what was Noddy wearing the day he met Big Ears? I'd pretend to think for a minute. Was he wearing his red shirt? Amy would say, No. I'd tell her that was a very hard question and I needed to think. Was he wearing his blue hat with the bell on the end? Another no. Then I'd click my fingers. I know. He was wearing his blue shorts and his yellow scarf with red spots. No, Daddy, he wasn't. At that point, I'd give in and ask Amy to tell me what he was wearing. Before she could get the words out, she was already giggling. He wasn't wearing anything. He was naked. And then she'd put her hand over her mouth to stifle her hysterical laughing. No matter how many times we played that game, it never varied. We weren't one of those families that had the TV on for the sake of it. There was always music playing, and I sang around the house. We used to get the kids to put on little shows for us. I'd introduce them, and Janice would clap, and they'd start singing. Well, I say singing. Alex couldn't sing, but would give it a go, and Amy's only goal was to sing louder than her brother. Clearly, she liked the limelight. If Alex got bored and went off to do something else, Amy would carry on singing, even after we'd told her to stop. She loved a little game I used to play with her. We did it a lot in the car. I'd start a song or nursery rhyme, and she'd sing the last word. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. It kept us amused for ages. One year, Amy was given a little turntable that played nursery rhymes. It was all you heard from her room. Then she had a xylophone and taught herself, slowly and painfully, to play Home on the Range. The noise would carry through the house. Plink, plink, plink. And I'd will her to hit the right notes on time. It was agonising to have to listen to it. Despite her charm, be quiet, Amy, was probably the most heard sentence in our house during her early years. She just didn't know when to stop. Once she started singing, that was it. And if she wasn't the centre of attention, she'd find a way of becoming it, occasionally at Alex's expense. At his sixth birthday party, Amy, aged three, put on an impromptu show of singing and dancing. Naturally, Alex wasn't best pleased, and before we could stop him, 
he poured a drink over her. Amy burst into tears and ran out of the room crying. I shouted at Alex so loudly that he ran out crying too. After the party, Amy sat on the kitchen floor sulking, and Alex wouldn't come out of his room. Despite such scenes, Alex and Amy were extremely close and remained so, even when they got older and made their own circles of friends. Amy would do anything for attention. She was mischievous, bold and daring. Not long after Alex's birthday party, Janice took Amy to Broomfield Park near our home and lost her. A panic-stricken Janice phoned me at work to tell me that Amy was missing, and I raced to the park beside myself with anxiety. By the time I arrived, the police were there, and I was preparing myself for the worst. In my mind, she wasn't lost. She'd been abducted. My mum and my auntie Lorna were also there. Everybody was looking for Amy. Clearly, Amy was no longer in the park, and the police told us to go home, which we did. Five hours later, Janice and I were crying our eyes out when the phone rang. It was Roz, one of my sister Melody's friends. Amy was with her. Thank God. What had happened was just typical of Amy. Roz had been in the park with her kids when Amy had seen her and run over to her. Naturally, Roz had asked where...